0: Welcome to the Dream Again podcast, where we provide common sense education and empowerment that gives hope to everyone, from the financially distressed to the financially secure. Here are your hosts, Brandon Smith and Stephen Ressett. Happy Tuesday. How are you doing, Brando? Hi, Stephen. It's good to see you, as always. Good to see
1: you. Wow. I'm not
0: going to ask how you're doing. Because we ask that on every episode. We do that every time. How aren't you doing? How aren't I doing? What am I not doing? I don't don't know.
1: Ooh, here's here's a good question. Okay. What is something, I'm putting you on the spot here, what is something in the last week that didn't go well, that didn't go the way you hoped, that could have been better?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I know the answer because I sit in my room alone and analyze my life all the time. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I'm, I'm purposely trying to take a day out of the week where I take a Sabbath and plan to do nothing or plan to rest. And I'm awful at it. Mm-hmm. I sit there for like 20 minutes and I'm trying to watch The Office or try to watch some Netflix show and read. And then I'm like, okay, I got to go. And so I end up going downtown or running or Hiking or getting ready for my next marathon. Didn't there? It is marathon. You knew it was coming. Yeah, I, you knew it was I coming. I love it. So that that didn't go well for me, but you know, it's a process. Yeah. I'll, I'll try again this week. And and how about you? What what aren't you doing well? That was my question for you. Okay, so you want me to be more original? What's been haunting you? Ooh, wow! What's been keeping you up late at night? Oh,
1: that. It's a good one. Dang it. (laughs) Um, what has been keeping me up at night? Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the pace in which we live life slowing down. And a couple weeks ago, I talked about how I'm just tired, drained. It's been a season of just busyness and the seasons of life. And so really what keeps me up is it feels like there's a never ending to do list. Mm -hmm. And I take that to do list and I try to put in my calendar and block scheduling and make things work right. And I'm going to batch these different tasks. And, but it's the to-do list never ends and the ideas and the strategies and it becomes, keeps me up at night and then it becomes mentally exhausting because the brain doesn't quit. And just something I, I struggle with is just seriously not falling asleep because my brain will not shut off.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I know that you've intentionally been trying to work on that and you actually just went to Glacier National Park, right? And was that somewhat of a little relief and away from the task and the, the calendar?
1: It, yeah, it was. You know, remember like back in the day, like and with Windows and Microsoft and computers, like when there was an issue, just unplug it, mm-hmm. plug it back in, seemed to work, it fixed everything. Yeah. You know, I found in my life that there's times where I need to just unplug, need to get away for a couple of days and, you know, sleep in a dark place in a dark room that's... <laughs> Where I'm I'm away from the busyness of life, the to-do list, the computer, the laptop, Wi-Fi, cell phone service, and I love like our annual trip to Glacier because it forces me to disconnect. And I, I seriously, I don't think there's a more beautiful place, a more peaceful place in the world than Hidden Lake at Glacier National Park. It just everything is peaceful. There's zero stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing that has to be, there's no urgent. It, it's just, and, and I love it. So yeah, we were, we were just up there.
0: Uh, I love Glacier. And so. Yeah, it's such an amazing place. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything to talk about today, so maybe we could just talk well, about Glacier. We'll and... see you next week. <laughs> uh, it, well, tell me a little bit about that, and we'll see if we oh, can... Oh, oh, I got a story for you. Okay, you did? Okay, yes. All right, cool. Th- This
1: was fascinating to me. Th- this was one of those just random things that happened on the trip. So my wife and I, we go to actually to Hidden Lake, which just messages up the top of Logan Pass, and we park, and we hike in, and it's, uh, I don't remember how far, a mile and a half, two miles uh, three miles to Hidden Lake Lookout. and uh, It wasn't 26.1? It was not 26.1. Two? I have no idea. Okay. Like, I struggle with, I was, I was complaining to my wife while hiking. Like, why, I can't comprehend how much time is associated to a one-mile hike, a two-mile hike. And so I'm watching on my Apple Watch thinking, oh, two-mile hike. And I'm like, oh, we got to be getting close. And I look at my watch, and we're at .6. <laughs> Like, why can't the sign just say, oh, you're roughly a 25-minute walk from here? Like, that would be so much easier for me. So that, that part really frustrated me. So anyway, we go to Hidden Lake. We're up at the lookout looking down, and just just beautiful, just peaceful, just pristine, just glacier in all of its majesty. Just wow. It Seriously, it takes your breath away. And something I have never done is the second half of that trail, which takes you down to Hidden Lake. And it's amazing how many people... Uh, Let's do this. I'm going to share with you this story, and I, I want you, Stephen, and also you, the listener, I want you to look for um, takeaways, application from the story, analogies, metaphors that you can apply to your life. Because The more I think about this, the more I'm just blown away by the number of life lessons in the story I'm about to share. So okay. Uh, at the end of this, I'm going to ask you for your greatest takeaway.
0: Okay. I, I like this. Okay. okay. A little challenge.
1: Okay. So this hike, we're at the halfway point. And I am blown away at the number of people who call it quits at the halfway point, that they're, they're comfortable with just getting there and seeing Hidden Lake, but very few go to Hidden Lake. We can come back to that at the end, because I think that's really powerful. There, there's, there's a lot there that we can unpack. But we, we get down to Hidden Lake. We're part of the few. Uh, I, honestly, I, I had never gone all the way down to the lake, and so that was a goal of mine. On this trip. So uh, we go down to the lake, we get down there, and it's just silent and quiet and nobody around. Very, very few people. And doing a bit of exploring, and and I want to see where the water from the lake is flowing out and going into a creek that becomes a big waterfall. And I just wanted to see that as we're exploring. And so my wife and I are down there, and I'm looking one direction, and, and I heard some people coming, but I hear a man in a very thick English accent ask my wife, hey, would you mind taking a picture of us? And so she's there taking a picture. And there's these two guys that are backpacking, hiking together through Glacier. And so while she's taking their picture, I'm overtaking another picture of just incredible scenery. And and so uh, I, as I turn and walk back, I hear my wife say to them, uh, so where are you guys from? And I thought, huh. obvious with her accent, you know, you're not from here. So I said, hey, What made you ask where they're from? How would you know they're not from here? (laughs) And and one of the Englishmen said, oh, she could tell by looking into our eyes. And I thought it was so great how quick and and witty they were. But uh, they said they were from London, that they had traveled there from London. And it just struck up a conversation. Here we are down at the the bottom of, uh, I was going to say the bottom of the lake, uh, the bottom of this valley next to Hidden Lake, visiting with two guys from the other side of the globe. And, and I, we had to have stood there with them for at least 30 minutes, just conversing and hearing their life. And I'm so blown away by their story. Uh, so they're from London, England. And my wife says to him, wait, you guys can't fly to America right now. Like borders are closed with COVID and countries flying in and out. How did you get to Glacier National Park? And uh, with their English accent and a bit of a smug look on their face, they tell us that they essentially smuggled into America. And and what they did was uh, one of the guys is uh, works in the medical industry. He's, uh, he's Swiss. The other guy is a college professor. He's Irish. They both happen to work in London. Good friends have had these dreams and ideas to one day do a trip across America. They want to do some backpacking, see the national parks. And so they are in London and If you're familiar at all with the National Park Service and the way the entry, uh, ticketing into the parks is set up, is you have to pre-plan. You have to buy tickets. You have to get in. It's like a lottery system to get a ticket to schedule the date. So a lot of intentional planning had to go into these guys' trip for... Glacier. You know, last week we had my kids on here on the podcast and we talked about our trip to Disney World and all the intentional planning of budgeting, saving, preparing for that trip. These guys are doing it on a whole nother level. I mean, they are taking, uh, in their words, it was going to be a three to three and a half week holiday uh, vacation to uh, the U.S. Well, what happens is with, with their planning and figuring out when they can get into the parks and all those details, they realize they cannot fly from London to America. And they've, they've been planning for a couple of years for this. Like, this is the big trip. There's a lot of time, details, investments, logistics, travel, tickets. So what they did was they, from London, they went across, and I don't know if it was a ferry or a plane or how they did it, but they got to Northern Ireland. Got into Northern Ireland and spent some time in Belfast, and they knew that if they could get into Ireland, they could fly out of Dublin Dublin to Uh, a lot of different locations. So they're in Northern Ireland. The one guy is Irish. The other guy is Swiss. And they have to get across the border (laughs) from Northern Ireland into Ireland. And so they sat back and watched and said – that Border Patrol was just very casual and random stopping. It was just kind of an open border. You could just walk to and from the country, but at random, Border Patrol grabs people and wants to see your documentation, passports, visas, why are you coming, why are you going, You know, all the, all the questions where they, where they interview and grill you and make sure uh, you're where you're supposed to be. So they sat back and watched. I, I, in my mind, I picture them sitting there with tea and crumpets because <laughs> that's what I think Irish guys do on a... When they're going on a jolly holiday, and and so they're watching and they see that the border patrol is just at random stopping people and looking for their their papers, and so a, a group of people comes through and they get up and they go with that group of people and they were able just to cross the border into Ireland without being checked. Nice. So they quickly booked flights and flew from Dublin to Saint Lucia, where when they get to St. Lucia, they find out that they have to quarantine for 15 days. Oh, nice. And these two Englishmen who are, an uh, Irishmen, are, are trying to get to the United States to see our national parks, are now disappointed that they have to spend 15 <laughs> days in the Caribbean. You
0: know, uh, That sounds pretty nice right now. Oh,
1: 15 days in the Caribbean? Forced? Like, Please. come on, let's go. And And, and so we kind of laughed with them about that. And What's interesting is that wasn't the goal for them. The goal was America and the, the national parks and doing a cross-country tour, and and, and so they they kept pursuing their dream. Uh, so after the 15 days in Saint Lucia, they were able to book a flight from Saint Lucia to Seattle, but they had to have a negative COVID test to come into the country. So they flew into Seattle, rented a car end up at Glacier National Park, and they they just shared with us their their story of they want to do America right. They're not going to New York City, Los Angeles. They're not not going to the destinations that are marketed or advertised as big, you know, Mm -hmm. the cultural influences of America. Um, Interesting, one of them said they really loved Tacoma thought Tacoma, Washington was one of the coolest places that they've ever been in the world. And these guys were sharing with us their trips to Tokyo and Shanghai (laughs) and the Swiss Alps and the Netherlands. I mean, these guys live for backpacking and cross-country trips, yet Tacoma was one of their favorite places.
0: Shout out to Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Your next vacation in Tacoma is waiting for you.
1: (laughs) And so th- they were at Yellowstone, or they're heading to Yellowstone. Uh, they're gonna, they want to see the Midwest. They just want to see the prairies and the fields, and they're gonna go down to St. Louis, and they want to hit Kansas City and have some barbecue. And wow, um, they're gonna hit Memphis, and they they really want to experience culture. But their trip will end with them arriving in Miami and they're not quite sure how they're getting home. Uh I said, three weeks, how are you guys doing all this? I mean fifteen days. And they said, no, the plan was three weeks. Now it's gonna be seven and a half weeks. From start to finish if all goes as planned. Um so from Miami they're they're hoping that they can fly from Miami, Miami into Dublin. Dublin be, you know, because he is Irish, that they'll be able to get wow. into Ireland. But going back into Northern Ireland and yes. then back in to London. So yes. according to government, according to FBI, CIA, KGB, <laughs> these two guys are spending uh, seven and a half weeks in Northern Ireland, um, <laughs> but they have smuggled out of the country and wow. are here back. But just super cool guys, so cool. that are living their dream. Something that was birthed inside of them years ago when so many different obstacles that should prevented this trip from happening are actually happening and just the amount of joy they were filled with. So that was just a fun story. Uh, I don't, I don't know how many times, I mean, here we are talking about those guys today and that, that time with them impacted myself and my wife. We over the last couple of weeks have referenced those guys, the Irish guys a few times, just some wow. of the things they said. And, and so I, I've talked enough. I, I've rambled. I've told the story. Um, Stephen, at the beginning, I said, I'm setting you up. I'm going to ask you. So, so here it is. Here's the big question. What life application practical takeaways, what metaphors or analogies can you take from that story that make your life better?
0: This is Buff Reynolds, producer of the Dream Again podcast. We hope you're enjoying today's show about dreaming, planning, and overcoming obstacles. We'll be right back with Brandon and Stephen. If you would like more information and you're ready to take the next steps in your financial journey, please be sure to visit glidewell.pro forward slash blog. And now back to the show. Wow. First off, you're a wonderful storyteller. And uh, every time I talk to somebody from Europe that has a little bit of an English accent, don't they seem so smart? It's like, I don't know what really what you're saying, or you're saying it the same way I am, but it's it's, a little intimidating. Yeah. Honestly, like they're a lot more educated. Maybe they're not, but they sound like it. They're yes. Okay. So I think I can do this. So life application. So a main theme of our podcast in our life is number one, overcoming obstacles. So that's the first thing I'm going to draw from these two gentlemen's story. They had a plan. Or they had let's start. Further back, they have a dream. They want to go to the national parks. They want to tour um, all the spots in America that they've never seen, yet they don't know how to do it because there's this thing called COVID. So then they make up a plan. So obviously they had to have some sort of strategy about how they were going to do that, and then they go through you know, Northern Ireland, get to St. Lucia, and then Seattle. So amazing planning, and maybe they were just going off the cuff. I don't know what they were doing, but awesome. And then the third thing is they executed it. So they had a plan or had a dream, then a plan, then executed that. What's so cool and what I'm most interested in this story is in a financial aspect is seven and a half weeks on vacation. These guys must have done some pretty incredible um, work on budgets, on saving, on uh, yeah, building up some sort of freedom, which we've talked about a lot. To be able to do that, and that's that's really the goal for my life, too. I don't I don't want to be the 9-to-5 guy for the rest of my life, right? I want to have some freedom and some space to go after my dreams, which these two guys have done. And the main point that I get from this that I'm a little upset is I did not get the invite to Glacier National Park, and um, so I need to reevaluate where our friendship is at. So that's mostly what I got. I asked them
1: why they didn't invite
0: you. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh,
1: oh. Uh, (laughs) The application there to finances (laughs) is really astounding. Because I tried, you know, being a numbers guy, really tried to figure out, like, this had to be, like, a $30,000 trip for them. Like, they're not spending a lot of money hiking and during the day with, like, buying souvenirs and experiences. Right. It's lodging, gas, food. And that that stuff adds up quickly. I mean, they said that one of the hotels they found they wanted to stay in because of the experience is not the nicest hotel, but it was five hundred dollars a night. Oh That's way. just one night yeah. of forty nine day trip. Um, so I, I think you are spot on with that. Um, that takeaway, uh, if I recall, you said it: preparing, planning, executing.
0: Yeah, and I think the the biggest thing too for our audience today is is maybe like determination. I think. So many times in our minds, we can limit ourselves like, well, I can't do this because of this. Right. Well, there's an obstacle there. And what I'm really getting from these guys is like, there's an obstacle. Who cares? Let's figure a way out around it. Let's go through it. Let's, Hey, we're going to be in the Caribbean for two weeks. Okay. And flexibility too.
1: Well, I recall a few weeks ago, um, you coming down to the studio one night and just flipping some switches and just being raw and real. Um, I think the episode, Off the Cuff, is what that was called, where you you just shared. And, And you concluded that episode with a statement that maybe this statement, maybe this is the most honest answer to your question to me of what haunts me, is most people will choose being miserable over the uncertainty of life. Yeah. And I think about these two guys, I think about one of my biggest takeaways that I said at the beginning of the story was the number of people who get to the halfway point. Yeah and are just okay with yeah. the view, just yeah. okay with being comfortable. That the uncertainty, the work, the effort paralyzes, and we don't move forward. And so with the finances, how many of us are in a place where living paycheck to paycheck is more comfortable than the uncertainty yeah. of overcoming that obstacle that we're facing? Yeah. And so that statement you made, Stephen, was very profound. Uh, and I think it applies to all areas of life, not just your discovering your inner self with, you know, the suicidal tendencies or thoughts or uh, relationship struggles that, that you went through, uh, but also with our finances and mm-hmm. us just in life. Like if you want to dream again, you know, it doesn't end there with just dreaming there's, you've got to take action to achieve those dreams. And that's what these two English guys did. Uh, yeah. They, they, they took action. And so I love what you said. Most people will choose being miserable over the uncertainty of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just the resilience to overcome and uh, all those obstacles. And and we talked about that a few weeks ago when we were talking with Kaylee about overcoming, falling forward. Maybe that's something we can just leave our listeners with today is just keep going. Like life's quick and take the time to do the things that you're passionate about. You're never going to have time. Make time. And uh, so I'm really excited about our trip to Glacier here in next year when I'm invited with you and, and those English guys. That'll be great.
1: We'll do it. We'll have a, we'll have a jolly holiday.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for us today. Hey, that was awesome. Great story. Thank you for sharing. And, and I hope you, the listener, got a lot of value out of that. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you soon. Cheers. Oh, that was money. If you have found value in today's podcast, we would love for you to rate the show and leave a review. You can check out more resources that Brandon, Stephen, and the Glidewell team have by visiting www.glidewell.pro/blog. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss what we have for you next week as we continue to motivate, encourage, and challenge you to
1: dream again.